This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Iron. The Arizona Cardinals select Kyler Murray. And the 2019 Offense Rookie of the Year is... This year's most valuable player, Lamar Jackson. Alright guys, welcome back to the Savage Pass Podcast, presented by Clutch Points and our friends at Blue Wire. I'm your host, Blake Bubble. With me is my co-host, Dylan Reagan. We are back here to talk NFL Draft. Uh, Dylan, uh, people are listening to this. Uh, it will be Draft Day, and mm-hmm. um, you and I just did our four-part mock draft where we made selections for the first round, all 32 picks. And uh, it was it was a time. Like, it was, <laughs> it was a scene, because uh, it was quite a... Quite a road and quite a journey for us to make those picks, um, but as we we mentioned in the previous four episodes, and it was um, it's just th- this draft is nuts, and I feel like we we say that every year, but I think if you go back and listen to our podcast probably last year when we did this mock draft, mm-hmm. like we were a little bit more sure about certain things. Um, this year, I don't, I mean, really realistically, outside of one and two, like I have no idea what this first round is going to look like because I think there is just a lot of potential chaos as we talked about. And now we've had a big trade with, with Teddy Bridgewater going from the Panthers to the Broncos. So people start to ask, okay, well, how's that going to affect the draft? You know, the Broncos are sitting right there at number nine now. In our mock draft, I picked Mac Jones to go there, although I said I don't <laughs> see that happening at all. But at the time it was like he was the best player you thought on the board, so I was like, well, yeah. I'm going to put him there, and maybe, you know, that's one of those where if we did a little bit more in depth, maybe we'd make a trade here or there and, and do something like that. But, like, now, again, you've got Teddy Bridgewater going to the Broncos. Now, do the Broncos put themselves in a situation to still take a quarterback? Adam Schefter says that they are still going to be seeking out a quarterback probably in the draft. So, I mean, this is just like it is. It's chaos. Yeah, that's, uh, I'm not surprised by that tweet from Schefter in terms of, uh, like, you know, as much as we lo- love Teddy, was happy with how he's able to kind of resurrect himself uh, in New Orleans before moving on to Carolina. I don't, yeah, it's, it's clearly not a long-term quarterback uh, option here for the Broncos that they're looking at. Maybe a guy that's going to start in year one. And that, I mean, if anything, it lends to maybe the perhaps the guy that everyone – the most people say should probably sit out at least a year is Trey Lance, and that, that's a guy that has been connected in a lot of mock drafts. A lot of people think if he does fall to like seven, they might try to go trade up a couple of picks just to get him if they want him. So uh, that, uh, I, yeah, I don't think it really is going to have as huge of an impact. Maybe it's a little insurance for the Broncos if they decide to go in a different direction. Say they 
just it doesn't everything kind of plays out uh, whatever scenario it is and then maybe you know they're not as happy with the quarterback situation at that point maybe they do trade back a bit maybe they do stick there and get another player to build around with Teddy and uh, still it does feel like Drew Locke is (laughs) being left in the in the dust at this point a little bit but I don't think I I don't know like I I think they would still the Broncos aren't going to They've had a tendency in past years maybe to force some some uh, some QB draft picks in the first round. Paxton Lynch is the first one that comes to mind. Did not exactly work out too well. Um, and, you know, now John Elway, even though I'm sure he's still taking kind of the final calls here, they, they have their new GM. And, and I think it's a, it'll be interesting, but I don't – yeah, I don't think he'll really impact uh, whether they get a quarterback. I just – again, I think it's more of an insurance policy for them to feel like, all right, we do have a guy under center. We And a team that, you know – as much as uh, I'm maybe more excited about uh, every other team in that division, I think the Broncos are a sneaky one. As we actually get towards like the season, I, I you know, maybe they're the one of these teams that each year we get excited about in terms of they, and especially if they get to add another receiver to their already brimming receiving corps that they have. And defense was pretty solid last year. Definitely took a step back up after kind of a step down. Uh, so I, I don't know. It'll be interesting, but. I do not think it changes really what the, at the end of the day what the Broncos are going to try to do if, they, if the right quarterback that they want is still available around that number nine pick. Well, that's what it's all about is how how is the draft going to fall for them. And I think, you know, at least at this point, like you said, you have someone there now that you have a little confidence in if you're not in a position to draft one of these quarterbacks um, or one of these, you know, upper-level quarterbacks that are probably going to go in the top 10 to 12. So – that that adds an, an element of intrigue with the Broncos. But we start at the top here, and as we said, we've done our entire mock draft. Um, mm-hmm. And the, the one thing, well, the two things we're completely confident about is that <laughs> the Jags are going to take Trevor Lawrence at number one, and the Jets are going to take Zach Wilson at number two. Then at number three, that's where things get interesting because, you know, if you look at the rumors, my goodness, like who knows whether the 49ers – are going to take Mac Jones, are they going to take Trey Lance, um, or is this entire thing just a complete and utter smokescreen for them to swipe Justin Fields? Um, <laughs> that's what I did with the number three pick in our mock draft. That's what I would have done. But it does seem like, at least at this point, both with the Niners at number three and with the Falcons at number four, if the quarterback if, if quarterback is selection, which we know it's going to be for the Niners, we don't know if it's going to be for the Falcons. But yeah. if you look at the rumors, it's that, you know, more than likely, this is going to be a scenario of Mac. if Mac Jones goes at three, maybe there's a slight chance the Falcons would go quarterback at four with, with Trey Lance. Um, but Justin Fields is not really being mentioned in either of these spots at this point. And I don't know, I just I find that a little bit fascinating because, you know, as much information as we can sort of get at this point, you feel like, okay, that's probably pretty accurate and maybe that is the actual direction uh-huh. you're going to see is him fall a little bit. So, I mean, at that point, like, who does he fall to? Because that's where I think we start to look at trades and people trading up um, into those, you know, five to eight spots. Um, but I don't know. Like, I, I think that's that's pretty interesting now is that there seems to be all the momentum on – if the Niners were to take Mac Jones, Trey, Trey mm-hmm. Lance is maybe the next guy. And if the Falcons were to go away from taking Kyle Pitts, which seems like the direction they're going to go, um, it still looks like Fields is maybe the, the guy that's the odd man out in this group. And, and I just don't know. Like, I don't see it, but maybe there's just something that I'm not seeing there. That gets really scary for, like, I, I know they're, they're a little bit further back, but I 
it is definitely a fear of mine that the Patriots are going to grab Fields <laughs> somehow in this draft, and he's going to be amazing there. But yeah, like you're saying, it it would be a really elaborate smokescreen in terms in terms of what we're used to. Like even before the Niners traded up, they were still kind of started being connected to Mac Jones, and it as much as you know, at a certain point, it felt like all right, they probably traded up for a guy like Fields. That's kind of what seemed like the the general thought, and then it's just the more reports, as you're saying, came out about. Mac being the guy, and it still it still is. Uh, we'll, we'll find out tomorrow. It's, how, it's why this is so fun. We get to speculate on all these things. Uh, but if yeah, if Mac Jones goes at third, I mean the Falcons. The, the latest thing uh, they put out an article on ESPN, basically about how Arthur Blank was pushing for the team to draft for a quarterback, but uh, their new general manager Terry Fontenot and Arthur Smith are uh, not so much focused on that, especially and they want to build for the short term around Matt Ryan. So I. Like, based on that, it, it, you know, as much as the owner at the end of the day can kind of <laughs> seemingly have the final call if they want to, usually it's not a good idea for owners to get involved. And that usually Arthur Blank isn't a guy that we, we talk about as being a, a middling kind of uh, owner. So I think that may – maybe it is, though, if Fields is the guy. Like, that might be, as we've kind of talked about when we were doing the mock draft, we, we felt like the Falcons would have taken Fields in our mock if – if Mac had, if we'd taken him at number three with the Niners, uh, maybe, but like you're saying, maybe that's not the case. Maybe they do want Trey Lance. Maybe another team wants Trey Lance that's going to be willing to trade up. Uh, like you're saying, though, with Kyle Pitts there as well, I mean, that's, if you're talking about short term with what they have, uh, I know they have the salary cap issues, the whole thing about a Julio Jones trade being possible, which is just really hard for me to fathom given everything he's done for that franchise. But, uh, it's that's certainly in play, I guess. Um, but it, yeah, man, it's that's like you're saying. After the first two picks, I mean, I, we know the Niners are taking a quarterback, but there's still a ton of intrigue there. Then we get to number four on, and it's just going to be like I don't think the uh, we kind of talked about this last time. I don't know if the Bengals or Dolphins would move. I feel like they're going to be pretty happy with the guys they're going to be able to get in those spots. Um, I, there is I did read something about how the Dolphins probably aren't going to take Sewell. They're, they're happy with the guards they have which is interesting to me given what he might be able to do for them. But, I mean, we, we did that in our mock draft as well. We had we had the Dolphins going with a receiver. So, it's, uh, man, it's going to get it's gonna get really crazy. Like you said, last year we really felt good about it. I mean, we, we nailed all the, the quarterbacks where they ended up, uh, the top guys. Uh, there were some other picks that were a little, little bit all over the place. But maybe, like you're saying, still overall I think the number of first-round picks that we hit on was pretty high uh, this year. Yeah, I mean, it's still – we're not even talking about the back half of the draft, but even this early on, I do think some order of these top 11 guys, top 10 guys or so that we drafted are going to go. I, maybe Jalen Waddle goes a little high. We had him 12th to the Eagles in our mock draft. Uh, there's – I'm reading some things that his stock might be going up. Again, that could be a smokescreen. So, like you're saying, it's it feels more all over the place in terms of the number of – possibilities like the, the number of different scenarios like if we ran this sort of simulation like a hundred times it would, it would be compl- like so many guys would be on different teams each time there'd be very little after the first three picks uh consistency i think it's going to be really interesting to see how teams respond to each other's moves if who trades up and that's yeah obviously we're excited for all the different trades we the only trade we had was the patriots trading all the way up to number four to grab trey lance i do not think that's going to happen in real time uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if Fields dropped to, like, I mean, I think if Fields is dropping to, like, 8-9, I see the Panthers or the Broncos jumping at the idea of getting him, maybe trying to trade up with Detroit, just so the, the Broncos could just jump the Panthers to get Fields if he drops. But if those teams do not, 
go with quarterback. They do not decide Fields is the guy they want. Say Lance has gotten higher. Uh, I, man, I'm, I'm like I'm saying, I'm scared. The if he drops past nine to the ten on, that the Patriots might trade up to get him. All right, if you have to pick right now, who's going number three? Oh, I mean, just based on like maybe I'll be a, the fool of the smokescreen, but Mac Jones. Has yeah. to be who I not again like we we did the mock draft we're like we think Fields should be the guy, but it feels like Mac at this point it, it's not even like it's just again like I was saying it felt like it would be really elaborate to to go as far as the Mac Jones connection has been made there. <laughs> there are some ridiculous like reports that are like things that are like we're not looking for a superstar here and it's like what that's not a what good endorsement of Mac Jones yes. like what are, what are, what are we doing here. But um, but yeah, I mean, it just that it feels like that's what's going to happen. It's funny looking at all the memes uh, from the Bay Area. It's just like uh, I was one with a Giants player getting uh, wheel like uh, getting stopped at third base trying to run home, and it was like Mac Jones rumors. All of San Francisco Bay Area fans like stop, don't don't yeah. do this. <laughs> but hey, if he if they can place him in there for like I think we've kind of said this, and it's really it's not a crazy thing at all. Uh, Mac Jones needs the Niners, in my opinion, more than the Niners need Mac Jones. And I think he could succeed there, and I, but it might be the – I mean, honestly, of all these teams looking for quarterbacks, probably the best place for any quarterback to jump right into. Number four, I'm going to go Mac Jones, too. I think uh, that's who I think they're going to go with at three. Now, who? what do the Falcons do at number four if you have to pick right now? Your bold oh, prediction boy. for the Falcons. I, I think they uh, – I think they go Kyle Pitts. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing. Like, I, as much as I want to think that they would get Fields, and I think a lot of Falcons fans would be uh, at least initially upset at not getting Fields before they watch Pitts and be like, all right, this guy's insane. He's going to be amazing for years. Yeah, um, yeah I think they're going to take Pitts. But uh, it does create when, – when Matt goes off the board number three, it's like, someone trade up? Do, I, I don't think the Falcons are trading out of the four spot like we did. It's just yeah, a matter I don't of either. if they want Fields or Lance or Pitts. I think it's one of those three. I think it's I think it's Lance or it's Pitts and again for some for some reason I think like we just said Fields is is dropping here based on at least right now like that's that's the thing that you know that seems to be the trend to where maybe he's the guy that's going to drop here and now I think the question becomes okay the Bengals are at number five like I don't see the Bengals trading like I, I think that they're they're going to be very happy with either. Jamar Chase or Penny Sewell. Like, I just – I don't see any reason for the Bengals to trade. But maybe I'm wrong. But I just don't – even with a package potentially they're mm-hmm. offered, I think one of those guys completely sort of, you know, gives them a a very long-term sort of potential superstar at that specific position. And so I just don't – if I'm the Bengals, I'm not going anywhere. Like, I'm staying no. right there because both of those guys are going to be available – and so I, I think I'm taking one of those two. Yeah, I mean, I guess based, it depends who they really want. Like, the only way, and it's one of those uh, from that same ESPN article, they talked about the Lions possibly wanting to trade up to, to draft Jamar Chase. I guess if the Bengals decided, like, hey, we're taking Sewell, we really do, be, or we want Sewell, but we also really believe the Dolphins aren't taking Sewell, yeah. they could flip with the right. Lions. That's, like, the one scenario. But otherwise, I don't think – I mean, they're not going down far because I think they want one of those guys. I But at this point, I think it, you nailed it with your pick with Chase. I think he's the one they're going to take that Zach Taylor's talked about, the chemistry that that he has, obviously, with Joe Burrow. We know from that insane year at LSU. But just in general, 
like he he's like the comp and it's a it's a huge uh huge guy to live up to but i it might not be that far off is for jamar chase and michael thomas and even like are almost faster really <laughs> so i still think Joe, uh, his intermediate route running is ridiculous and a guy that obviously i think can be a superstar receiver I, he's emerged for a good reason as the number one receiver here i know Devonte smith i'm still really high on him and really excited to see what he can do but I think the Bengals at this point, if I, yeah, I think they're not trading out because I do think they want Chase. Uh, if, but if they want Sewell, I wouldn't be shocked if they went down very, very slightly. But even then, they might not trust it and just stick to that pick. I think even at that point, you may worry that the Dolphins could take Chase. And yeah, exactly. You know, that that would be the fear if I'm the Bengals. No, I yeah. say I'm gonna flip with the Lions. Well. The Only Dolphins. if they well, the Lions would dra- be trading up to get Chase. Right. I think, like I don't That's think. That's true. Yeah. I think it's more of if they think they're like that's they want right. Sewell. You're right. Yeah. But even then, you're really squeezing out. I know even like teams do trade a lot to go up one or two spots in the first ten picks, but I do think it's still risky if the Bengals like really want Sewell or Chase to trade back. Then say the Dolphins just take Sewell, and they could kind of handcuff him. It's like, well, if you want him, we can trade him to you, but we'll see. But yeah, that's the only thing. I, I think, that, but yeah, that Chase is going. I think Chase is going fifth. Whoever's there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think he's probably going to be the number five pick. Well. I mean, and I said that I don't, I don't see the Bengals necessarily moving. I mean, I, if I'm the Lions, I'm doing everything I can to get up to five because <laughs> you and I were laughing before we started recording, and like I don't think I realize exactly what the Lions' depth chart looks like right now at wide receiver. And it's pretty brutal. I mean, look, we know they lost Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, but oof, I think they've got a. Like, that is top priority, I think, for the line. They got some top priorities in a lot of areas. Like, I, we, we were talking, like, you look at that roster, they they could struggle this season. But, I mean, they've got to get some things. For, like, wide receiver needs to be a priority in the first several rounds. Like, I mean, they, they've even picked up a couple guys. Like, that would probably not be a bad idea uh, for them based on what they're going um, to need to have a chance to have success. And like you said, I mean, Jared Goff, hmm. That's a that's a trade to kind of go from from that offense with the Rams to now into this offense with the Lions and and not exactly knowing what you're going to have out there uh, to go along with it. So I think that's that certainly puts some pressure yeah. on the Lions to maybe try to find a way to make that happen. Um, but I, yeah, I so yeah, I mean, we kind of like I the thing with the Lions, they have so many needs that yeah. it, I just don't. Like and Brad Holmes, I, he is an aggressive. Like he's a guy that has, when he was with the Rams, did push for them to to trade up for Jared Goff. He's pushed for a lot of trades up and uh, trading first round picks for you know the kind of the Rams strategy that we see currently. So he is an aggressive guy, but I do think he's a realistic guy too. They do not have. I mean, the, the Rams also to go back further did trade out uh, with uh, was it the I think he did the Titans trade. Yeah, when they traded up for Mariota. Like they they got a ton of picks that ended up being kind of the basis of of uh, their uh, of the Rams like roster for the last few years in St. Louis. So I could see the Lions also going that route. Like they're not really happy with that, and they they feel like okay, we can still we we really need a, f- a number of players. We can move back. We we had Sewell going there in our draft, and I don't think I mean like obviously <laughs> if they can get one of the best offensive linemen uh, in the draft, potentially the best. Like I don't think that's a bad case scenario for them. But like you're saying. I mean, maybe the Eagles have the only receiving corps that look as brutal as the Lions at this point. I'd have to go through each team. But, yeah, we, we took a look, and it's like, oh, my gosh. So, yeah, yeah, like, 
Chase would be amazing there, but I just I, it would take a lot for them to trade. I just think the price that they'd have to trade up to get a receiver is going to be really high. And, and yeah, I know in our in our mock draft we had Devontae Smith going to the Dolphins. I don't know if that's exactly what's going to happen. So, I mean, they could still get a great receiver in Devontae Smith. I don't think that would be a bad play for the Lions at number seven. So they, they have some options, like you're saying, a lot of pressure, though. And, again, it just a team that trading up at this point just doesn't seem like it makes the most sense to me with how many needs they have. Well, and I was going to say, so if we envision this scenario, let's say the Bengals stay at five, they take Sewell, there's no trade, then the Dolphins mm-hmm. take Chase at number six. Yep. Then if you're the Lions, it's like, okay. I mean, again, and this is not knocking Devonta Smith, of course, but I feel like, you know, if you really want Chase, like, you know, like you're going to have to make the move because I just don't – he's not going to be there no. in that setting. So. In- and yeah. if that happens, I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, again, like the Lions have so many needs. And if someone's really in love with Trey Lance, say we, so we go in that order, we just said, like, Mac Jones at three, Pitts at four to the Falcons, uh, Sewell, then Chase, five, six. The Lions, I mean, that could be a spot where a team might be willing to trade up a lot if they really, really yeah. want one of those guys. Even feel, obviously, Fields would still be available in this scenario. So, right. I mean, like, it depends how far they're going back, I guess. But I, I really don't think it's in the, in the worst interest of Detroit <laughs> to try to get as many high second, third, first, second, third round picks as they can um, if they're if they can't get chased. Like it's just like one guy versus a, you know they they really need to get the infrastructure just built up quickly. Um, they they have it's just I mean they have good players across their roster. It's just not the depth. It's just not anything close to where this team you think of them as a contender by any means for even a playoff spot. So we can say best case scenario for the Panthers and the Broncos is for Justin Fields to still be available after seven. Yeah. Um, I think that's that's probably accurate in terms of one of those teams at that point, if there's not a trade, if someone like the Patriots doesn't, you know, throw the throw the house at them and say, All right, we're moving up here, we want Fields, let's let's get him in the spot then I think that's, that's of course, again, like that makes it even more interesting because we just talked about the Panthers making the trade, which not surprising. Um, you know, if those two teams make a trade. They're back-to-back on the board here. Um, one has Sam Darnold now. One has the, the former quarterback of the other place. Like I think that's that, too, is where this, this top ten is just nuts because, uh, again, we're, we're it's hard to project the trades, but if the, bo- if the yeah. board – holds to form, let's say, through seven, then I think, again, if it's the scenario where Justin Fields is still there, you've got the Panthers at eight, the Broncos at nine, he's going to one of those two, when one of those spots may not necessarily go to one of those two teams, but I can't imagine he's going to fall much further than that. Yeah, I don't think so. It, it it's uh, Yeah, I guess it really depends how much the Panthers, I think the Broncos, if they, they would, if Lancer Fields, just drops to them. I think they're going to probably take one of those guys. I could be wrong. It just feels like that. The Panthers, I don't have as good of a gauge on what they want. Oh, I keep forgetting we still have Lance available in this situation. Yeah, Yeah, because we had Pitts going to the Falcons at four. That's right. So, yeah, I mean, it's – man. So, so there you go. So, those are the two. Yeah, as you can tell, this is very confusing in terms of trying to play out all these scenarios. We're going to quickly find out how – infatuated with Sam Darnold the Panthers are. Like, I don't, yes, right. If they if they draft like say Devontae Smith or Waddle or someone right there or even a, a, an offensive lineman like then it's yeah, it feels and, and those two quarterbacks are still available. Then it really feels like they are actually all in on Sam Darnold. Like they just traded Teddy Bridgewater 
now they're not drafting a quarterback in a spot when you have two of these premium guys still available. I think, yeah, that's that's the one spot that is more interesting. Like the Broncos, I think this works. This would work out great for them. I do think the Broncos would be fine, again, as we kind of talked about at the beginning, going in a different direction if no quarterbacks available. Other teams have traded up. But, man, I like there's a lot of needs that the Broncos still have too. So, But I think in this scenario, it, it would be hard for me to see them not taking one of those two guys. And uh, Carolina, again, I just – Maybe they, I don't, yeah, they could also be a candidate to, that could be another spot, I guess, that I wasn't really thinking about as hard just based on the Panthers. Like, they, I guess someone could trade up there to draft a quarterback, too. Uh, now we're getting we're getting close enough to my, my evil plan with the Patriots. The, I know the <laughs> Washington's like a team that I've seen in some mock drafts straight up, but they, they still are, they, they got kind of, uh, you know, it was really fun last year to win that, to win the, the Mickey Mouse division. Just kidding, but <laughs> it was the NFC East. Um, but now, as a result, they drop all the way to the 19th pick, despite having a record that really should be more in the in the 13, 14, 15 range. Yeah. Uh, but they they're a team that yeah we I don't know with Washington they another team that uh, they might just be a little too far back and need too many things to really justify trading up. But yeah, we're getting to a place when in our scenario here where that eight spot for Carolina that becomes a decently premium pick with those both those quarterbacks still available. Yeah, I, this is just this is madness. Like, I just have <laughs> no idea. I, I mean, I think at this point, all these scenarios, to, to me, the Cowboys are in a spot at number 10 where I, I think it's pretty pretty easy. Um, you know, I, I think it's Patrick Sertan's probably the pick there. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's a whole lot of doubt about that one. I mean, that probably of the entire top 10, like, you know, the first two and this one are probably the ones that you feel the most confident about at this point because – you know, he's going to be there. I mean, uh, we just, like we said, there's there's too many other guys in front there to where you just, you don't envision a scenario where one of those, you know, I just don't see it. Like, I mean, we know the Cowboys. I mean, look, Jerry Jerry may just, you know, he may get a little happy and Justin Fields is there and he's like, you know what, why, why have one quarterback <laughs> when I can have two and, um, you know, we'll, we'll play 32 games during the season. We'll, we'll put Dak in on half of them and we'll put Fields on the other half. But, um, no, I mean, in all seriousness, I, I think that's probably for the Cowboys. I don't think there's a lot of mystery there in terms of what they'll do. But, as we said, it, it's also dependent yeah. on the board and trades and, and that kind of stuff. So, um, at least on paper right now, that looks like that's probably the pick, but maybe not. That's what makes this so fun. Like like last year, I did not feel like like certain teams. I thought maybe the Dolphins would have to trade up to get to a number three. They were able to sit at five and get them. I, I but overall, I didn't think there were like that many spots. I'm like, oh, for sure there could be trades happening. This draft, I'm like, at, at once we get past the first six, I'm like, every spot someone could trade up at any point. So like in <laughs> the Cowboys for yeah. Sertan could be the pick, but if they're really infatuated with a Farley or Horn uh, and they still want to get a corner and a team wants to really need to trade up to try to get Lance or whoever's Fields, whoever's there, then the Cowboys become the next team. It just, like, keeps dominoing. I think it's just, like, a matter of time until one team trades up to get one of these quarterbacks. Um, and for the Cowboys, yeah, like you're saying, it seems like a slam-dunk pick, but if they really – the fact that there are three corners that, depending on who – what analysts you listen to are going to rank differently, even though Sertan's most often the number one guy. It, the Cowboys might be happy with any of the three and be willing to trade back. But that, that I don't know. 
that, that seems a little out of character for Jerry. But th then again, we have the, the Patriots trading up and tra doing signing all these guys, so everyone's kind of going crazy right now. Uh, anything could happen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the Patriots are the wild card here. We've talked all about this. We, we've dissected all the possible scenarios, and as, we, as you could probably tell, it's very confusing trying to figure all this out. But, like, the Patriots are the ones that are probably going to be the team, I think, that <laughs> – likely throws, you know, something into the mix here and, and has a chance to really throw all of this off. Um, I just – we and the reason is, you know, we talked about it before. Look at what they've already done this offseason. Like, they have made it very clear. This is sort of like Belichick's last stand uh, where he is just going all out and bringing in, you know, superstar after superstar to try to just really rebuild this team as quickly as he can. And, like, I just – you know, we've said it, like you get that yeah. sense that they're going to do something here to be in a scenario to where they could be the one that that is like, hey, we're we're all in. Like we are, our chips are in the t at the middle of the table. Let's go. We're gonna trade up to whatever six, seven, eight, whatever it is, and um, we're, we're we're defining our future here by by picking whoever it is. Which, as we said, you would think is probably gonna be a quarterback if one of those guys is still available and maybe you see a couple of those guys drop a bit. Um, but I just, I can't help but think that that's going to be the scenario yeah. we're talking about. Yeah. Albert Breer reported that, yeah, the Panthers with the number eight pick and the Patriots have discussed the swap. So it's, it's certainly in play. It's something that, again, I think it, it really depends on who's available. It's, that's the thing about the top of the draft really is going to dictate how, you know, who trades up and what actually ends up happening. There's so many contingencies in play here. Uh, I, I know Patriot fans, the day before that report came out, probably weren't as happy. Daniel Jeremiah said that the Patriots are doing their homework on Kyle Trask, which would be really, that would just be a great time for, for the memes. But uh, <laughs> they could probably wait a bit to draft them. I don't think that's going to be their concern. But, yeah, if they, if, again, if the guy they've won is at number eight, they have this trade that, that they've discussed with the Panthers. They feel good about the picks that they have and the players they've been able to sign. Uh, yeah, it feel like you said it, it. They really do feel like a team that, regardless of where they are trading up to, I it's, and I, again, like I was saying, it's not in their character to be. They've traditionally always traded back and started, you know stockpiled draft picks. They've always manipulated the comp pick game. Uh, they've been the best at it for a long time, but that's different philosophy. Like you said, it's a different Belichick. <laughs> it's a different era. They didn't, you know, it's a, you can do a lot of smart things when you're really happy with your quarterback situation. Um, you don't have to, to make these kind of decisions, but that's where they are. And it, you talk about intrigue of Fields or Lance, but really Fields goes to New England and starts from day one. That becomes one of the <laughs> biggest stories in the NFL and one that will be really fun for a, a division that uh, I know our division on this podcast that we always joke about is the AFC South is like being the official division of the pod. But I, I, I mean, the AFC East is just with the – the new regime there with the Jets, obviously with what the Dolphins have done, my Buffalo Bills, and now you have the Patriots possibly getting fields. That becomes just like you know, those games are going to be so so fun already, but it becomes even more interesting. Yeah, I I think so. Um, man, it's it's going to be crazy, like you said, because I really I, I'm thinking about with the Patriots. You know, yes, they they loaded up at tight end. I mean, they've got you know two top ten tight ends and Hunter Henry and Johnu Smith now. Mm -hmm. You know, that wide receiver group, though, like, there's still a lot yeah. to be desired there. And, and I don't, you know, if they trade up, I just, I don't envision it being, unless, you know, I think they would have to get really bold to want to trade up and say, hey, we're going to trade up for Devontae Smith or 
someone like that. I feel like if they're trading up, it has to be quarterback in one of those scenarios. But the more I look at it, I'm like, they they, they may need to find some trades to, to work around here to, to maybe get one of those top receivers somewhere because their, their wide yeah. receiver group is a bit of a, a struggle right now. They can still trade up to get a receiver. Like, yeah. Because yeah. I guess, like, there are – Situations where maybe one of like maybe Waddle falls a bit more, but again, all the the more recent, assuming they're actually based on fact and not just teams hoping for things to happen. But um, yeah, it feels like they're going to have to trade up if they want one of those top three guys. I, I don't think Chase is really in play. It's really would be come down yeah. to Waddle and Smith at that point. And then I guess it comes down to who, who what other receivers they really like. If they really like Bateman. They can move back maybe a couple picks to get him. Um, I know we have Elijah Moore going to the Packers. There's even more uh, things uh, with people in the know kind of doing that exactly your pick there. I think you might have nailed that one. But, uh, you know, it it really depends on how the Pats are, what they they think is happening. Like you're saying, yeah, a lot of these teams, maybe I'm not looking at receiving corps enough, but a lot of teams feel like they really need receivers. Uh, Luckily, they got another really rich draft here to to choose from. Um, But... I still think if they if if Field is there now we you know they've talked to the Panthers with that eight pick I think that's just like maybe they trade up for a receiver but right now I think the quarterback thing is more likely I I I, I don't know I just feel like if you know as much as I think Belichick is a different guy like we're saying and he's going to be aggressive I don't know how aggressive he is going to be unless it was like Devonte Smith. Um, well, and I was going to say, like, like you know, the Dolphins aren't trading with the Patriots is from six no, because they're not no. going to give them Devontae Smith. So, like that, that takes that out of the equation too. So, um, so I mean, you, you would think the highest they're going to be able to trade up is going to be seven. Yeah. Um, and even that, like we said, may be a situation where that's not possible. So, or they're going for a QB still. I mean, yeah, it's right. a, yeah, like I'm like, how far up would they be willing to like trade up for a receiver compared to a quarterback? Uh, like again, like you said, they do need. Uh, receiver, but it's not, I don't know how, you know, there's still going to be a lot of really talented players there at 15. If they're not happy with any of the, the quarterbacks they're able to get at that point, uh, then they might just stamp Pat and draft uh, the best guy on their board. Uh, I mean, one team, the last team that I I don't think I, I mentioned Washington, but the Bears are a sneaky team to be trading up oh, boy. somewhere. We, Look yeah, out. I know you were, you were, yeah, you were getting into that beforehand, and I don't know. The Bears. I Come on. <laughs> Even Bears fans that are listening to this right now do not trust anything at all about them and feel confident probably heading into this draft at what they're going to do, whether they stay at 20 or, you know, I just, I don't know. man. As we've talked about many times on this podcast, the Bears are just a team that you just don't have a lot of confidence in right now uh, from a an organizational standpoint. So I just, I don't know what. I mean, look, if they stay at 20, who knows where they're going. Um, they, they may pick a guy that's, you know, you just don't ever expect. But, I mean, then again, maybe they are the team. You know, maybe maybe you put the Bears in there as one of those <laughs> that, that causes the chaos here, and, and they're the one that moves up, surprisingly. But that's the thing, too, is, like, there's so many other teams that could move up that we're not even thinking about, um, you know, because of all the smoke screens. And they're one of those teams that aren't, you know, in the headlines right now because guess what? They're wanting to just kind of lay low. Uh, be back there waiting to make a move, uh, and you feel like there's going to be one of those teams like that. You, you know what's going to happen. The Packers are going to trade up. They're going to get a quarterback, and um, all hell is going to break loose again. So that's oh gosh, that's that, what we no, – I just want that to happen. Come on. So. We can't do that. We can't do that for Aiden. We can't have them take another quarterback. Oh, gosh. Uh, yeah. But, no, 
I, I, yeah, the Packers could trade up to get a receiver, but on the Bears, man, it's like you're saying they don't. Tra- I yeah, the, 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 maybe it's not a consensus, but at least from my friends that are Bears fans, people that you see on on social media, it feels like the the feeling is just like we're just running it back. We're just kind of stuck again. It's kind of what we've talked about. You, you know, we didn't know if if the this current regime was going to survive after you know, you know what was going on, and then they they fought their way to the playoffs. I don't know. Uh, they got hot, but we've always talked about how Trubisky has been a fine quarterback against really bad defenses. They had a stretch of just awful teams they played, and it's it, it seems to happen all, every every season that some team gets hot and like a coaching staff goes eight and eight or a front office that has been underperforming for a long time. They they win some games, and when you really read between the lines of the opponent they're playing and the situation, it's like all right, well, this shouldn't really impact our long term decision, but. Here we are. It's the thing. Yeah, it would be one thing if they consistently made great picks and they've drafted well at some other positions, but they've just their their you know handling of the quarterback position with the draft and just in general has not inspired confidence, especially with Andy Dalton. So I, man, it's I, I don't know. Like you're saying, they're they're kind of quiet. I don't think at this point with with Matt going as high as he's going, I I don't know who falls far enough for them to be able to trade up and. Uh, yeah, man, they, they, the Bears are just kind of, just kind of there. I, I want them to be just good. Just kind of It's, it's fun. It's fun when the Bears are good, but like, they're just stuck as like that middle team right now. That maybe they get in the playoffs, but how much, like, are they really going further than the wild card round? Probably not. Did you see the? Uh, speaking of the the, the Packers uh, and the Patriots, did you? It's really you saw the wild um, thing on social media about a week and a half ago. On Twitter, did you see the picture where apparently someone had found a a photo or something? Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to send this to you right now so you can see it as we're talking about <laughs> it, uh, because I can already tell you don't know what I'm talking about. No, you would have already I mean, commented. Um, probably, yeah. So there's this picture. I have no idea where this came from because, again, so let's just keep this in mind. This is totally speculation because this is Twitter and we know how things work. Uh, but trying to open up for me. Something about the Patriots making a trade with the Packers for Jordan Love or something like there's like what there's like a photo and it's got like I don't know where this photo came from but something about like I, again this is people have to look this up all you need to do is literally search for Jordan Love Patriots Packers trade and you will find their way to this tweet um, and this sheet. <laughs> What it, so it says the funny thing, it says this sheet makes no okay where is this sheet it said rumored to be from a Green Bay front office so it looks like <laughs> some guys just like work set up at home during quarantine like it's that's what <laughs> like I'm looking at this picture and there is literally nothing in this that I'm seeing right now that suggests to me that the Patriots and the Packers are going to have any interest in pulling off a Jordan Love trade here uh, but, but I if just, it happens they can say hey look. We, we, hey, we have legit sources exactly. here. <laughs> and you can say what I just said, you know, about them trading up and drafting Justin Fields. So um, yep. there's that's going to happen. But no, that's just oh this is God. this is draft rumor season. Like this is the best, and um, you hate that it comes and goes like this every year as quickly as it does. Because I almost wish they would do like you know, all right, we'll do the first five picks on Thursday. We'll do the next five picks the next Thursday. Um, it's just. Let's drag this thing out for out. a couple Let months. Let them talk trades. Um, oh, man. 
Uh, they, they drive themselves, all these front offices and co- head co- all these coaching staffs, they drive themselves crazy if that happened. Like, uh. trying to, I think it, 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 we're relieving them by only giving them so many minutes between picks. <laughs> Otherwise, they want to know that they've drive themselves crazy. Yes, they would for sure. But uh, that, uh, Patriots, uh, Packers won one of the many uh, wild things you will hear heading into the 2021 NFL Draft. And uh, we didn't even get to half the things that you could probably see out there that's being rumored right now. But uh, all right, Dylan, we're going to wrap it up with this. Your one bold prediction. So above all else, uh, the one oh, prediction man. you're going to go with, you're sticking to it. Uh, let's see if it turns out to be correct. Oh, boy. One bold prediction. I think, I mean, it's, I don't know how bold it is because we've been talking about it a lot here. I think the Patriots straight up to get a quarterback. If I had to make like one, Which I guess one? it is like not a certainty. you got to go more uh, bold. Which quarterback is it going to be? Fields probably. I think Lance isn't. Maybe they're as like I in our mock draft. I had them trade up and get Lance only because Fields was gone, and I didn't really know if they'd trade up that far for Mac. But maybe that's the case. I uh, I'd say I'll say Fields. I'll I'll say in our. I think this kind of what we talked about today is more likely to, is how I feel like it might play out for those first five six picks, and then it gets really interesting in the fact that they've you know they are reports about them trading up already. I think that, yeah, I guess it, it is a little – it's not the boldest one, but it also isn't like it's far from a certainty <laughs> that that's going to happen. But I'll say, yeah, the Patriots trade up, Justin Fields, it happens. Let everyone – let Twitter burn. Um, <laughs> the only other one would be like maybe something with the Lions, like drafting like like a random defensive player that we're not even thinking of. <laughs> yeah. I could totally see – There's, I think they'll be – it's not really – predicting exactly one team but i think one team will just take a guy in the, room, in the first like 10 11 picks and we're gonna be like what the like what the heck is happening it's gonna happen somebody's gonna do it um it, what it about happens. you what is what is your bold uh, i, I know bold. you're ready for this like the chicago bears are going to trade up and get a quarterback like it's gonna oh happen like I, i'm calling it I, I that's my bold prediction which means it's absolutely not gonna happen uh, you but, think it's Lance probably in their scenario, or it'd be, it could be Fields too, I guess. I just, I, it feels mm-hmm. like Jones. It really, I guess it depends if Mac falls, but we'll see. I think Mac's going three. If mm-hmm. Mac goes three, uh, my bold prediction is that the Bears are going to trade up into the top ten and get a quarterback. Um, and I'm I'm kind of with you. Like I I don't know if it's Fields or Lance. My Burn my guess boat. is just go all in. Bears. Yeah, I mean, I, look at this point. What do you have to lose if you're the Bears? Like, where are they headed right now? What, like, That's what, are, what I'm saying. What are our projections there. for the Bears next year? <laughs> are, do we think the Bears are winning 11 games? No. Like, we don't no. think that at all. So, like, hey, I think – they got the extra game. They got a, they got a chance. <laughs> That's no, right. I, I forgot about that. Well, <laughs> I, I think, uh, what, 9 and 8 is They got a better chance projection. than they did last year. But, yeah. um, I mean, really, when you, when you think about it, as of right now, I just – I cannot see a scenario where the Bears are sitting back thinking – Boy, we're really content with Andy Dalton and Nick Foles as our two quarterbacks right now. Like, so I, I just like they I, they almost have to. Like, I feel like they have to at least try as hard as you possibly can. That if you start to see, which as we said, it may not just be one of those quarterbacks falling. It may be two of them. Like, both of those guys could maybe slide down to at least seven or eight. Like we said, um, mm-hmm. you know, whether that's Lance it's Fields, possible. which we think. Like, I think the Bears could be one of those teams that maybe find a way to trade up. So that oh, I'll go with they that. They give up so much. Well. Because they're, they're having the top, uh, you know, five slots. I mean. Pats or uh, any other team that might trade up. Like, even the, even one pick behind the, the Washington. So At this point, the Bears need some sort of confidence. And they need some momentum. Yeah. And I just, I mean, Allen Robinson, 
you got him back. So come on, like do something here. Um, give this guy a chance. This is you know we've gone from being just the AFC South podcast to the Allen Robinson podcast. Uh, we just want this guy to have success. So uh, I'm going to yes, come please. on, Bears. That's my bold prediction. Trade up, get a quarterback, and you know what? If it goes wrong, then I don't know. Like, it's it's gone wrong before. What's so. the worst that can happen? It's, I, mean, I mean, like you're saying, this front office really – and uh, – but Nagy, like they, this is if they if they're really bad this year, they're they're probably gone. So, well, like you're saying, what, burn the burn the bridges, burn the boats. We're all in. We're on this island. <laughs> Let's figure it out. Well, that's the <laughs> thing is, go for it. I mean, yes, it's hard to to make that choice. I guess knowing that you could all be ousted after this season, but at this point, you know, if you literally think that Justin Fields or Trey Lance or whoever's still sitting there gives you a better chance to win this season and could get you another season, like, that, to me, is the best scenario than having Andy Dalton or Nick Foles in there. 100%. So, so I think you you make that move every day of the week to me. So uh, we'll see, though, because, again, it's not just about what the Bears want to do. It's about what the teams in front of them want to do as well. uh, Exactly. Whether they could actually find a trade partner. So there are a couple bold predictions. Uh, This draft's going to be nuts. Uh, Just, I mean, that's all there is to it. It's going to be insane. And uh, Dylan, of course, have all the coverage uh, over Clutch Points uh, throughout the draft as it's going on. Uh, And uh, as we mentioned before, you and I uh, will be back uh, with another podcast as well as we do uh, each and every year with the, uh, the draft after the first round. Yeah, we've got some last-minute predictions for a lot of teams coming out. Yeah, some others that we are reposting. So, yeah, lots of draft content coming the next, uh, especially today. But, obviously, tomorrow we'll, be, we'll have some reviews of some of these dra- uh, players where they end up. That will more so happen over the weekend. Tomorrow we're going to be trying to keep up with all of our news. We'll have a live tracking article with every pick with some live grades, uh, updates on trades, reports, rumors, all that kind of stuff. So go to clutchpoints.com, search NFL Draft. Um, and you search NFL Draft for Clutch Points. Also on, on Google, you see all of our content as it's uh, coming out. In the Clutch Points app, the NFL section will have all of the content there as well. And, yeah, it should be, like like Blake said, we'll be back with. So this one will be coming out uh, on the morning of the first round. Then we'll have another one coming out reviewing the first round on Friday. So, yeah, a lot of a lot of content coming for you if you're <laughs> – if you're, if you're as crazy about the draft as us, yeah, we'll, we'll be we'll be here the whole time. Yep, can't wait to talk about Justin Fields, new Patriots quarterback, Trey Lance, new Bears quarterback, uh, Mac Jones, new 49ers quarterback. We're just uh, we're excited. Like that's if our bowl predictions happen. Uh, Somehow Fields is going to be on three different teams. That's my idea. Yep, that's right. It's going to be crazy. So yeah, check everything out at Clutch Points. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Any podcast app you use, you can find us there. And uh, thanks as always to the fine folks at Blue Wire for all that they do. And thank you as always for listening. We'll see you guys next time here on the Savage Pass Podcast.